I pretty much eat, breathe, sleep, live in podcasting. I mean, I'm also uh, in a band full time. So we're on the road often playing shows and stuff. And I literally have made podcasting just a cornerstone of something I do. It's just like eating. Uh, you know, the schedule goes like, do you have any podcasts today? Well, I'm scheduled to do this show at, at this time. And then we might have band practice before or after, you know, you never know. So from that just comes this like this drive to always create. And once I started to really get like lost in creating podcasts and helping people create podcasts, well, that spawned what is now known as the Journey into Comics Network. Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. Hello, podcast friends, and welcome back to another episode of Podcasting Smarter. Like many podcasters, my guest today is many things. Nate Phillips is the vice president of the Journey into Comics Network. He also hosts two shows that I know of, The Voice of Survival Podcast and Foodies Watching Movies. You can find and subscribe to the entire network of shows at journeyintocomics.com. Uh, I can't wait to hear more from him. So thanks for joining me on Podcasting Smarter today, Nate. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, did I get it right? Are you the host of two podcasts or did I miss something? Well, I'm actually the host of four. I can't keep up with I'm, you. <laughs> I'm the founder of Journey into Comics, which was the show that kind of started everything. Uh, I founded Journey into Comics in January of 2014. It wasn't until... May or June of 2014 that I brought on my co-host. Once Brando got involved with me, we kind of started aspiring for bigger and wanting to do more and more and more. So at some point, we spawned another podcast, Journey Into Wrestling. It's the only shows that we both do together or under the Journey Into banner. Uh, so those are our main shows. And then, of course, I'm a, I'm a co-host on Foodies Watching Movies, and I do The Voice of Survival currently. Uh, and that's all I'm getting my hands into in the podcasting realm. I was going to say, when do you sleep? Because that's got to take up a lot of time. Well, I pretty much eat, breathe, sleep, live in podcasting. I mean, I'm also uh, in a band full time. So we're on the road often playing shows and stuff. And I literally have made podcasting just a cornerstone of something I do. It's just like eating. You know, the schedule goes like, do you have any podcasts today? Well, I'm scheduled to do this show at, at this time. And then we might have band practice before or after, you know, you never know. Uh, so from that just comes this like this drive to always create. And once I started to really get like lost in creating podcasts and helping people create podcasts, well, that spawned what is now known as the Journey into Comics Network. Nice. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I want to talk to you a little bit more about your experience. Particularly, I want to talk about podcasting confessions. 
I just recently started doing this because I forgot to hit the record button on one of my interviews. And after beating myself up over it, I realized, um, and I knew this, but it's always nice to hear it fresh. I realized I'm not the only one out there that that has a podcasting confession and that we all have made mistakes and have had fumbles on this journey. So being that you are the host of multiple podcasts, run a network and are seemingly a pretty experienced podcaster by this this point in your in your life, I'm sure we'd love to know some podcasting confessions of yours. Oh, absolutely. Uh Is there anything the you want to get one... off your chest? <laughs> Sure. The first thing that comes to mind is a massive apology to one of my network uh, members, Blaine, from uh, Podcastrophe. He joined me on an episode of Journey into Comics, filling in for Brando, who was unavailable. We had quite possibly one of the best episodes of our show ever. And my board that I record on glitched out and deleted the file. No. Oh, that's so the worst. We had, we had like a two-hour podcast. We had just hit on a, a just wide array of topics. We were discussing all these different comic book theories and all this stuff. And literally the last thing he says to me after we we're done podcasting is he's like, man, that was a really great episode. I can't wait to hear it. And I was like, me too. I'm so excited. He hung up. I looked over and my board was just glitched out and it wouldn't do anything. What did you and do? Then, what did you do? Uh, I, I I still to this day I'm not really sure what happened, but uh, in that now we are super precautious. Like after every podcast, the first thing I do is turn the board off immediately, so that the file will save. I uh, record on the Korg D3200. It's actually typically used for like recording musicians, but this is kind of what I got started on, and and it's my baby, so I I've, I've just kept with it. So at what point did you pick up the phone and tell him that you'd lost everything? Well, about an hour later, when I finally worked up the courage to tell him the bad news, I then immediately asked him, like, hey, can can we just try again tomorrow? He was unavailable. The show has to go on. So I had to have another fill-in. We did an, a pretty good show together, but it did, the magic wasn't quite there, and I was kind of reeling from the fact that I had made this massive blunder and and lost a show, which until that point I had never done. It's a real blow to the podcasting ego, I have to tell you. And and you're right, it always seems to happen on your best episodes. Like if you're going to lose an episode, it's going to be the one that you really, really didn't want to lose because it was just pure magic. (laughs) There's a curse. I think it's a podcasting curse. Um, Okay, so in... in, um, in the podcasting confession category, have you ever received a one-star review? No, actually, shocking. Oh my gosh, that's great. Uh, wow. So far, we are decently received. As far as what iTunes tells me and as far as what Podchaser tells me, uh, iTunes, we've got 29 positive reviews and Podchaser, I think it's four or five right now. So, you know, we've been oh, fairly great. lucky in that regard. Well, congratulations, Nate. I have received a one-star review for this very podcast, and I thought it was a bit harsh. It was short, but it was I thought it was harsh and unfair. Uh, they said that it was, I think it was something along the lines of it was just a, a tool to promote Podbean. And although we are a podcast produced 
uh, by Podbean and we interview Podbean podcasters. I, I don't feel like we we put that down the listener's throat all the time, uh, but you know, I, I got the one star review under my belt, so I have that well, confession I, to make. I hope they they your one star reviewer doesn't make their way over to Journey into Comics because we constantly push how we're a part of Podbean because the the Podbean community and Podbean as a hosting site has been really gracious to us. They've helped us expand, you know, uh, over time. We've been able to reach out to you guys. The The support is always great. So we're always promoting the hosting site that we're on, of course. So if they gave you a one-star review, they might give me a zero-star review. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, Nate, that's very sweet, and we're so grateful for your kind words, but I'm pretty sure you just got me another one-star review. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, I hope not. You know, I'll let you know. I'll let you know, but <laughs> hopefully not. But I'm I'm just thinking it might happen. Okay, so let's move beyond our podcast confessions. Those were were good ones. Um, so I, you know, you t- you talked a little bit about sort of this this creative drive that you have. If if you think back to when you very first started, um, was that the impetus? Or are you just somebody that just enjoys creating and putting things out in the world, or or what was it that that got you turning on that record uh, button the very first time. It's a timey wimey story, but I'm very glad to tell it here. So I'm ready. Uh, there was another podcast on Podbean called Josh Figures It Out. The host of Josh Figures It Out was a member of the show, the Jason Ellis show on the Sirius Satellite Network. He left the Sirius Satellite Network, did Josh Figures It Out. In his first episode, he kind of had a list of things he wanted to see his show do. One of those things was a quirky idea that I just fell in love with called the Incepticast. The idea to have a podcast within a podcast. Oh, so wow. he said, if, there, if there's anybody that I know that is into podcasting, send me an episode and we'll do an Incepticast and then maybe I'll interview you. So I was like, oh, you know what? I've never podcasted before, but I've always thought about it. It's been something I've kind of listened to and been into, so why not give it a try? And he was like, this is great. We should absolutely do that. And that was the birth of Journey into Comics, uh, which was January 15th of 2014. Ah, you have a podcast anniversary coming up then. Yeah, four years. It's kind of blowing my mind a little bit, because when I think back, it feels like I'm going to use a quote from one of my favorite shows, but it feels like uh, my dark passenger that podcasting has just kind of always been there as a part of me. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. So, well, now that you're four years in, did you ever have a five-year plan? Like, do you know where you want your network to be? Do you have shows that you're getting ready to launch? Any sort of excitement that you want to tell us about? Well, uh, we're, you know, we just kind of have, hit our peak of shows that we want to have on our network right now as we stand. The goal, and I'm hoping not to curse the goal, but by episode 200 of Journey into Comics, we hope to have the network be a full network site with every show having their own RSS, everything still being interconnected, you know, and and making it the experience. The thing that's really special about the Journey into Comics network is every person that's a part of the network got brought in because of the show Journey into Comics in some form or fashion. And eventually we said, oh, Blaine, you're hilarious. You have funny views on life and a lot of crazy friends. 
make your own show. We would love to support that. And I had launched Foodies Watching Movies with my my best friend in the whole world, Veronica. And uh, that started to kind of take off. People liked the concept. We were a little green at the time for that show. We weren't sure what we wanted it to be. So there were just a couple shows that kind of floated around. And it wasn't until the 150th episode of Journey into Comics that we decided, like, let's actually make it a network. Let's make this thing what we want it to be as best we can right now until we can, you know, make it exactly what we want it to be. So that reminded me of a question I had for you. So right now I did notice that all of your your shows are on a single RSS feed. And I was going to ask you why that was and why they weren't on separate RSS feeds. But it sounds like that's in the works that you're you're in the process of doing that. Yeah, it was just an early way to expand and test the waters before we really, I mean, listen, you'll, you know, as well as anybody else knows that podcasts aren't necessarily cheap to maintain. You typically have some sort of a hosting fee. Sometimes you've got to pony up the dough to buy your own site or expand or get designs made or, or whatever it is. So we wanted to go, okay, we've got these friends, these close friends who have already been a part of Journey into Comics. Let's let them test the waters and see how it goes. One of those shows already spun out and has its own RSS feed in Game Addicts Podcast. That's my co-host on the Journey into Comics Network, Brando's other show. Okay, cool. Yeah, so in your opinion, if you're thinking from the side of a listener, what do you think makes a compelling network? I think it's the availability to create diverse content, not be redundant. I think that that can, if you're stale, if everybody has the exact same opinions and thoughts and views, it doesn't allow a listener to get different viewpoints and really expand their horizons on their own opinions. Sometimes you hear someone else elegantly explain something and you're like, wow, everything makes so much more sense now. So, uh, you know, the thing we always try to do is just create diverse content. We do hinge on everything being some form of nerdy, but you can nerd out about anything. You know, sure, it's not yeah. just nerding out on comic book stuff. Sure, we're Journey into Comics Network, but it's that's just because the first show in the cornerstone of this whole thing was my show. And that's what we all kind of decided would be an OK name for the time, you know. I've played with the idea of just calling us the network. It doesn't really work because there's a lots of networks that exist in the world. So I think we'll keep it to, to the Journey into Comics Network. And uh, hopefully we'll just keep creating, you know, interesting and entertaining content. That's our, our primary goal. Okay, let me ask you this, because I've always wondered when you're forming a network, I, I think of like the potential problems you can have. Let me know if you, it doesn't sound like you've had this problem, but I'm, I'm wondering if you've thought about it at all. So what happens if you bring somebody into the fold of your network, you know, you know, a host, a, a, a talent, and they don't work out, they don't, either they're not as talented of a host as you had hoped, or they're not as dedicated, they don't, um, they don't help you promote, they're sort of a dead fish. Has that happened to you? And have you thought about that potential down down the road? You know, I've, I've actually been really blessed to say that luckily, we have a network of full of people who all have that drive, they really do. Um, and that's not something I gave them, I, I don't think anyways. 
So I do think about that, though. What if somebody stops caring about what they're doing or they don't want to create or they don't want to do anything to that, you know, nature? Uh, well, that's their choice. And I'm not going to hold a gun to their head and say, well, you have this show. You've got to keep it going. You just I would just politely ask them, have an exit show. Let your mm-hmm. listeners know that this is over and then we'll just call it. You know, there's no hard feelings. I understand life gets crazy. It's crazy for me. I mean, everything that I have going on is crazy, so I would totally understand if it got too much for somebody. Uh, But as of right now, we've just been really lucky that everybody just seems to be having a lot of fun, and that's what it's supposed to be about, you know? Yeah, it it should be fun. It really should. So do you feel any sort of responsibility to sort of steward along new talent? So say you bring a a new podcaster into the fold, and, and because of your experience, you can give them some advice. Maybe they need to be more lively on the mic or work on their ums and ahs or whatever it is. Do you, do you pay attention to that in order to make the, the product as a whole, the the product being the network better? Do you feel that responsibility? Absolutely. 100%. I'm very vocal. We have a journey into comics network group chat on Facebook that we're all in. If I listen to an episode, which I listen to every episode that goes out on the network, you know, I'm pretty much my hands are in every show in some form or fashion, whether it's, hey, here's an idea that you guys can use, or hey, here's this, or hey, here's that, or I'm going to edit the show. Sometimes I've got to put bumpers. We we have a bumper for the next day of the network show before each current day's episode. So it lets people know what's coming in the following day. You know, it's just kind of a way to lead people along. So, yeah, to get back to your question of helping foster, you know, new new podcasters. For me, the, the major thing is listening to how they talk, noticing their speech patterns or things that they can work on. And in, and in the, you know, the gentlest way possible going, OK, here, look, uh, when I started podcasting, my dad came to me and he said, do you realize how many ums you say? And I was like, no. And then the next time I listened to the show, I was like, it's all I can hear is um, 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 um. And it drives you insane. So if somebody's uh, liking or uh, or the, you know, you know, just like making words to fill time, I told him, look, I'd rather you be silent for a couple seconds and compose your thought and then bring it on. We can edit down a little bit of silence. That's not a problem. We typically try to not really do heavy edits on our shows. I like to keep them as close to exactly what that host was doing in the moment uh, when they turn it into me. Cool. Yeah, I, I like that. And and we all have speech ticks and problems and you can over edit them out so that I've heard podcasts where I'm like, huh, it doesn't even, it almost sounds robotic. And then I'm, it occurs to me that they've just over edited <laughs> <laughs> like, oops, you might want to keep some of those ums and ahs in because most people are used to hearing them to some degree as long as they're not completely distracting. I think I think a few are okay. I agree with you. So how do you market each of your shows and what is the responsibility of the hosts to market their own shows? Do you have anything in writing or any any written expectations? No real written expectations. We all just are kind of on the same game page and agree that, you know, have your own social media sites for the show. So every show has their own Facebook. Almost every show has their own Twitter. Almost every show has their own Instagram. Different ways to churn up 
visibility for the network uh, through Podbean. One of the cool things that, you know, uh, it automatically lets it uh, every episode update to Facebook when it goes live. So then that's a way and we reshare that several times through the day and our hosts will go on and, and write about their episode or uh, some of our hosts do live streams of their shows. Some of our hosts have like, uh, for example, the Game Addicts podcast has uh, a YouTube show that goes along with their podcast visuals for every show every week, you know, that you can watch their show instead of listening to it. And it gives you different visibility, which is very nice. Yeah, uh, I like I like that a lot. That is really smart. In your opinion, what is the best social media platform for podcasters? Oh, that's really genuinely tough. I feel mm -hmm. like it depends on the person because yeah. some people have a way with Facebook where they can make a post and it gets 275 some odd likes and everybody's paying attention to what they're saying. Other people are huge on their Twitter and they just whatever works for you, find what works for you and really work it. Don't be afraid to work it. Don't be afraid to talk to people and promote your show. You know, go and like get into other groups of other kinds of things that are the, around the topic that you're talking about. Interact with some people and in, amid interacting with people at some point, it's going to come out that you do podcasting. It's going to help to foster more people to have visibility on your show again. So I just think it depends on the person, really. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's great advice. And even... It might depend a little bit on the subject matter of your podcast, too. Uh, different platforms may be more receptive um, based on the community that surrounds your podcast. There's some communities that just seem to be really active on Twitter, but not as much on Instagram or Facebook and, and vice versa. So I agree. You kind of have to, especially in the beginning, you have to really do a lot of experimenting. And then after you've done your experiments, figure out how much time you have to dedicate on your social media marketing and then double down on whatever's working the best for you. So that is great, great advice. Have you ever paid for Facebook advertising or any other social media advertising? You know, to think about it, I feel like we might have run one ad because Facebook gave me uh, like 10 free dollars to do an advertisement with. Mm. So I chose to advertise that we were launching the network and, and to talk about that. And when we launched the network, we also launched a Patreon uh, that coincided with, hey, get early access, get exclusives from these shows. There's, you know, bonus stuff we can talk about there. So uh, that was my thing. Like, it was like, oh, you know, I've advertised many times for different band things, various band, uh, you know, shows or whatnot. So they offered me 10 free dollars and I was like, I'll put it into the network for this one reason. But I typically like to be a little more hands on with finding listeners. And I know that might seem kind of counterintuitive, but I want people to know it's like it's a genuine thing when you're listening to the shows on our network. It's we want it to feel like you're listening to us talk directly to you, you know. I like that. So. I'm assuming that if a listener tweets at you or comments on Facebook or messages you, you are probably very responsive. Absolutely. We love interacting with people and just getting uh, even silly things. I think Journey into Comics Facebook the other day, we posted some like Deadpool something and then you hit the center button and it makes a sentence. And we had tons of people interacting and laughing and it was and it was great because it's not I, that's not anything about what we were doing on the podcast per se. 
but it was just creating an environment of a welcoming place to be. That's what we want to really foster. Yeah, I I like that a lot. It's a way to build a really loyal community. That's all I look for is loyalty. (laughs) That's the goal. (laughs) That's the ultimate goal, the loyal, the loyal, loving community. So I just want to clarify, uh, because I think what I heard you say in the beginning is that between the music and your podcasting, is are those your full-time jobs? Uh, mostly. I also have another job to kind of supplant extra added income where mm-hmm. I privately, as a like independent contractor, work as a table games dealer. Oh, wow. So I deal blackjack wow. at private events. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a super easy, laid-back job. There's no real money exchange, so it's not like I'm taking people's money. I did that for two years. It was a a terrible experience. It messed my psychological mind up, just, like, actually taking people's money, and it's, like, more than, you know, my accumulative debt. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So now in this environment where I'm privately doing it for parties and events and stuff, it's just entertainment. And that's, I, that's all I'm about is entertaining people ultimately. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems like it fits into just the overall picture of your life like that, because it's entertainment and it's fun and it's dealing with people. Um, so I can see how that, that definitely works. So I, I have to ask because people are always so curious about the monetization aspect. And I always, I think people think that once you have a network, the monetization gets easier and maybe you can either confirm or deny. (laughs) Um, Let me know if you've monetized and, and if so, how you're doing it and what's been successful. Well, uh, as I was saying earlier, when we launched the journey into comics network, we announced that we were also launching a Patreon. They kind of came hand in hand. Brandon and I were working on the Patreon. We were going to just do it for Journey into Comics. We couldn't. We were just having trouble getting it exactly how we wanted it to and not sound like, oh, please give us money, you know. So we were looking at it. We took a step back. We got advice from some people we care about. And we really took it to heart when they said, why don't you guys really just try the network now? This is the time to do it on the Patreon. So Brandon and I were like, okay, let's take a step even further back, reevaluate, get back into it. And we decided, sure, the easiest thing to do is to launch the Patreon. For a dollar, we offer early access. So literally, as soon as I'm done editing a podcast, could be one in the morning, it could be seven o'clock in the morning, it could be four o'clock in the afternoon, it doesn't matter. As soon as I'm done editing it, it immediately goes to Patreon. It is scheduled for a release on Podbean, and boom, if you have early access, you're getting everything in the network as soon as it happens, which sometimes means you're hearing us talk about news that's a little more relevant in the time frame of with which you're listening. Sometimes the news falls into being a week old or something like that. Uh, and then also for $3, we offer early access or uh, uh, exclusive content where we're doing extra podcasts you don't get on Podbean. You just get to, you know, crazy things, whether it's a comic club or whether we're reviewing one specific movie or doing retrospectives of events that have taken place in the world. You know, just different things that we're doing to create content for the listeners. And that's only $3 a month. That sounds like such a great bargain. I love it. Yeah, it's actually the only place that you can also listen to Game Addicts as a part of the network without being on the separate RSS. Wow. So on the Patreon, you get all 10 shows. And then, like I said, if you're on the Podbean, you're getting nine shows with 
our main feed, and then Game Addicts has their own separate feed, which that decision was made before we decided to be a network. So... Oh, oh, I have to ask you, speaking of timeliness, so Patreon apparently has changed their fee structure, um, and it's upset a lot of podcasters. And I was wondering if you had any feelings towards that or if you've gotten any any negative feedback from your your patrons or not. Well, we actually lost one patron because of this. Ah, it happens. Ouch. It's okay. It's not yeah. the end of the world. That's It's to be expected. However... Today, Patreon released a statement saying they messed up, they're going to restructure their plans, and they essentially are undoing the fee changes that came recently. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Okay, so they're they're backpedaling and taking everyone's feedback to heart. So that's, that's good. That's kudos to yeah. them. They made a really nice post today that was like super apologetic. I got an email this morning that was like, Patreon creators, we are so sorry. We've listened to everyone's feedback immensely. This is not our intended goal. We, you know, in the grand scheme of things, this was a mistake. We'll fix it. And, and you know, move forward. It, it was a mistake. Yeah. No one's perfect. You know, I, I can't fault them for trying something. Yeah, well, that's very understanding of you. And it's great, you know, I give them a lot of credit for listening and undoing something that probably it was a lot of work to put into place. So, you know, you have to give them credit for doing that. Um, all right. So I know we're, we're getting towards the end of our interview and I, I don't want to not ask you a couple of questions that I don't give you in advance, but before I do that, I want to know what is your biggest strength as a podcaster and what is your biggest weakness? Ooh, okay. Uh, I, when you sent me the the rundown of possible questions, I was hoping this was one you asked me. Oh, good. Honestly, I, I feel my strength is my ability to lead other podcasters and kind of set an example. I am really genuinely a workhorse. If I set my mind to something, nothing will stop me. There's nothing going to get in my way of accomplishing my goals. That's just kind of my precedent that I've always set for myself. So in that way, I definitely lead. And in my weakness, I feel like sometimes I can get complacent uh, with, you know, like, oh, well, everything's just going hunky-dory, and, and I'm not thinking about what the next evolutionary step in the bigger picture is because I'm so lost in the moment. So sometimes I do have to, like, realize, okay, take a step back and look at the grand scheme. What's coming? What is the next thing? What are we going to... When do we step up to the next part of this and do something different and change how we do everything? So uh, I think I just need to continuously learn from my environment and grow in that way, ultimately. So since you're, you're goal-motivated, are you reaching your goals? And I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit because we talked about monetization and that you're using Patreon, but have you reached... In terms of that, have you reached your financial goals? Are you on track with your goals? Do you have a goal financially? Right now, the first goal that we set was just get enough money to cover all of our hosting. We're almost there. We're pretty close. Uh, so we're happy with that. We can always grow there. The next step is making money so that the network can do things more together. Right now, I'm almost two hours away from a majority of the network. We have a couple members who are further out, 
and then Veronica is in this area with me, so so we want to be able to do traveling stuff more, and traveling costs more money, so it's it's really all in the art of creating more content. Uh, right now, the primary goal is not like, let's be a millionaire. I know everyone thinks that podcasting is just this immediately, you're going to get rich and famous, and all these great things are going to happen, and dreams of grandeur. It's not like that. The reality is you have to put the work in all the time and you're always got, you're always putting the work in. Even when you don't think you're putting work in, in some ways you're putting work in. If you're even thinking about what you're doing for your podcast or your different shows or networks or in my, in my case, sometimes just brainstorming for other people. I mean, recently one of our hosts had to catch a flight to Colorado and was set to record the night he had to fly out. So he couldn't record his show. And he messaged me and he said, can you do my show for me? And I was like, well, I've never done a political podcast before, but I'll jump in <laughs> head first, you know, and I did it. And he seemed to enjoy it. I, I don't know how I did, because I prefer not really to, to dive heavily into politics if I can help it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, you just you just you have to roll with the tide and roll with the punches and, and things will come. I'm just like I said. Four years in, and I just am happy when someone says, "Man, I listened to your episode. It was really funny. It made me laugh." Good. I gave. I make. I made someone's day. That's all that matters. Like yeah. One person. It's hard to put a price on that. It's really hard to put a price on that. So you mentioned the the one dollar and three dollar Patreon levels. Do you have anything above that? Uh, not yet. There are some ideas in the works. We're looking uh-huh. at a five dollar sticker club level that would get you some like a different network sticker every month. Oh. Um. We make goofy designs and stuff, so sometimes we're like, hey, that would make a cool sticker. Uh, So we've talked about doing that. We want to do shirts. Uh, Spoiler alert, around the time episode 200 of the Journey into Comics Network happens, or the Journey into Comics show, the network will be uh, updating their logo. We've already had it designed, and it looks pretty neat. Um, Spoiler alert, it was actually accidentally live on our Facebook for like, five hours at one point because uh, it accidentally got uploaded, but I digress. <laughs> these things happen. You know, these things happen. Absolutely. We've also talked about like t-shirts and stuff with Patreon, you know, uh, uh-huh. Patreon Merch. we're, we're super green in Patreon to be quite honest. So we're learning that as we're building it essentially. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it must be one thing that's really nice about having a network is that you just have this pool of talent to pull from. And I'm sure it must be really great to have all those minds working together and a, diff- a variety of talents, um, just sort of like the soup of, of talent to pull from. I think that that's got to be really an amazing experience. It's one of my favorite things about being a part of the network. But the real the real great thing for me is when my different co-hosts of different shows and different hosts of the different shows on the network bring in new podcasters, first time podcasters, and to then hear them be really great at it, you know, and and that doesn't always happen. But for the most part, we've been fortunate where it seems the people that get brought in are just very good and at communicating. So when you bring them onto a podcast, it's, you know, literally a medium of communication they they just thrive and they don't even realize they would be good at podcasting unless someone gave them the opportunity. So, and that's another thing the network has always been built on is giving new people an opportunity to try something 
that they maybe didn't realize they even had within themselves. Yeah, that's a great thing. <clears throat> okay, so that leads beautifully into this question. If you can give a new podcaster one piece of advice, what would it be? Okay, so great question. Mm-hmm. To give a podcaster one piece of advice, if I could time travel to January 14th of 2014 and talk to myself and say, hey, man, this is the advice I would give to you. I think the number one biggest thing about podcasting is, well, it's really two words, commitment and dedication. Be committed to what you're doing. Be committed to the topic you've chosen. If you lose the commitment to talk about that thing and you don't have the drive to tell people or inform people about your topic, then you need to find something else or find a way to recreate yourself. And dedication. Do it until you're blue in the face. Do it when you don't want to because sometimes, surprisingly, your best content will happen when your back is against the wall and you think you don't want to do it. Make yourself be bigger than yourself is my advice. That's great advice. So you have earned our two bonus questions. <laughs> oh, you are... can listen. I'm <laughs> all about talking. We can talk for days. Yes, we I... can chat for days. I'm I'm nothing to do this evening. Oh wow. Well, I will not take uh, total advantage of that. But I do have a couple of fun questions I always like to ask. And one sure. is the first one is if there was a podcast about your life, Nate Phillips. What would it be called? Oh, man. That's that's hard to say. What would a <laughs> podcast about my life be called? Like, is this a podcast where someone's narrating, like, the historical events of my existence? It could be. It's whatever you picture it. I feel like Darkness Giving Way to Light is is a great title. Wow. Because I feel like as as a youth and someone who, uh, when I was younger, I experienced some tragedies and some losses. And from that, it made me grow to be who I was. Uh, from that, I evolved into becoming a musician and was able to uh, let my voice be heard that way. And the moment that my band was collapsing, I found podcasting. And now I'm in a band and have podcasting. And it's just like this great like i feel like the underdog that's finally doing the thing that i was always meant to do and i think it wouldn't be a bad idea for you to actually produce that podcast oh wow okay well thanks now there's another show maybe (laughs) going to be on the network well it's a little maybe a little more serious than your other shows but i just i love the title and i loved uh the story behind it so anyway something to think about sure thank you yeah you're welcome All right. The next one is, if you could pick anyone, living or dead, to have a podcast, who would it be? This is your fantasy podcaster. Oh, man. That would be... You know, actually, I think I have an interesting answer to this. I'll give you one living and one dead both. So Hmm. I think Johnny Carson for dead... Okay, because I, I like feel it. like if you, if you had an opportunity to hear Johnny Carson do his show uncensored without the worries of, of television and just being able to be himself, it would be a very interesting thing, especially with some of the talent that exists in the world today, just being interviewed by him in a podcast setting. It mm-hmm. could make for legitimate gold. 
And I think while he's still alive, I'm sure he probably doesn't want to necessarily do this. But I think David Letterman would be another great podcaster. He's someone I, I admire and look up to very much uh, as far as an interviewer is concerned. So uh, it would just be great to hear him doing interviews again, but in a whole different medium where it doesn't matter if he's in a suit and tie or if he's in sweats and a T-shirt, you know, it's still the experience of having an interview with David Letterman. Yeah, I think those are terrific answers. You know, the Johnny Carson and David Letterman podcasts, uncensored Johnny Carson and uncensored David Letterman. Um, yeah, they're both such talented communicators and entertainers. I, I, yeah, we would just, all the, all the podcast ratings would go to them with just even more competition for us out there. <laughs> but great, hey. great answers. Great, great uh. answers. Is there anything you'd like before we go? Is there anything you'd like for us to know about your network? Anything we forgot to mention? Um, just throw it out there. Man, uh, you know, just know about the network that we are, like I said, as many times, we're dedicated to creating this really awesome content. So we have a show every day of the week, Monday through Sunday, every day of the week. Wow. And that's on Sunday, and, and Sunday, it doubles down. We have two shows on Sunday, every other Sunday, one show every other Sunday. Every Sunday, you're going to get the best of the week, which is a highlight show of all the shows on the network that happened that week. Just clips from each show that give you a little insight to what is happening. It's like a, a, a buffet platter where you can try a whole bunch of stuff out, you know, and maybe you'll get into the poor rapport or something like that. And then also on Sundays, every other Sunday with the best of is our new show, Literature. It's a enlightened podcast about books. Uh, they just got it started. Episode one was a little prologue. Episode two launches. Not sure when this show will actually debut, but I think the December 17th is when the next episode of Literature drops. So uh, look for that and uh, all the different shows on the network, whether it's, uh, you know, I'm going to just go down the list here. Journey into Comics. You've got The Poor Report, Journey into Wrestling, Foodies Watching Movies, Podcastrophe, Game Addicts Podcast. You've got Butt Stuff Podcast, The Voice of Survival, Brews with Dudes, and Literature uh, all on the network. And, uh, you know, we're always expanding. We're always trying new things. And uh, we're always listening. So please uh, give us your feedback. It's greatly appreciated. Yes, and that's hours and hours of free entertainment. But please consider contributing to their Patreon uh, account as a supporter. Uh, most indie podcasters are out there doing things at their own expense and time. And if you are able, it's a great way to ensure that your favorite shows can keep going and going and going. And I listened to the first episode of the Literature Podcast. Oh, excellent. Yeah, before I realized it was on your network. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a total book nerd. So I'm always, I, I subscribe to a lot of book podcast. So, um, so yeah, that's a small world. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I remembered that there is uh, one other thing I should mention on your show. Yeah, do it. But the journey into comics network will actually be the featured podcast for the first week of January on Podbean. See? Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. It's it's something we love to do for indie podcasters. We love to to feature shows that, you know, aren't supported in the big, you know, pro podcasting studios because um, there's so many great shows being produced by people in their their basements and in their dining rooms and their garages. And uh, it 
it's a thrill for us to be able to to help podcasts be discovered uh, this way. So, okay, great. Well, you'll be hearing more um, about that uh, on the week that you're you're featured. We always do a, a social media blast. So thanks for mentioning that. Well, thank you no so problem. much, Nate, for sharing your podcasting smartness with us. I'm sure a lot of people have benefited from your experience and your generosity today. And and good luck with your with your network. It sounds like you guys have a lot of big things that are going to be happening for you. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It was a blast to be on today. Again, thanks to you guys at Podbean for for having this awesome place for us to have something like the Journey into Comics Network. Oh, thank you for saying that. And it's it's a joy to have podcasters like you in the Podbean family. So thank you. Very welcome. Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting! Happy podcasting!